Hello and welcome to another episode of the Try Lawyer Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Try Lawyer Podcast. I'm your host, Casey Arbenz. I'm a five-time Ironman. I'm going to Kona, baby, October 9th. My second trip to the Big Island for the big dance. I'm a little terrified because this COVID Delta variant uh, is not looking too good. And I don't know if they're going to cancel Kona. I don't think they're going to. I'm going I'm going either way. We've paid for a house. And I'm assuming we're allowed to travel to the Big Island. I got my whole family coming. My mom, my dad. My dad's wife, my brother, his wife, Annie, and the kids. So I got my whole crew. We're all going. And, uh, you know, I guess if there's no race, we'll just enjoy a week at the beach. And I think there's going to be a race. I just don't think that, um, you know, I, I think they should. I mean, I, I respect people's personal choices. However, I, I kind of think you're kind of being silly at this point if you're not vaccinated um honestly it's just you know for me it was really simple and i'm i've got my right wing views and i've got my more lefty views and this one i just went to my doctor who i love and i've talked about him in the podcast and said doc what do i do here should i get this thing he said oh yeah without question it's a vaccine it's not an experimental drug it's a vaccine you get it and so I'm really glad I did with this Delta. I, I was just at a conference. I talked about it in the last podcast. I was just at a conference in Atlanta and a gal who I have met a couple times. I don't know her well. She's a lawyer in Alabama. Her brother uh, passed away the first day we were there. Um, he was 46, an EMT, not particularly out of shape or anything like that, not in bad health. He got the Delta variant and he wasn't vaccinated. He was, and he was, it's funny because he was an EMT, but he was, you know, anti-vaxxer, at least for this one, and didn't get vaccinated and, and died. And I'm terrified that I know I have some very good friends who, who are conscientious objectors to this vaccine. And I don't begrudge them their views, but I'm a little bit, I'm, I'm just scared for them. Uh, I'm not scared for kids, uh, and I'm not going to get into all this stuff right now because I do have strong opinions about some of this stuff. But I'm not scared for kids. I'm scared for my friends who are, you know, say 40 and above who aren't vaccinated. And I am perfectly okay with Kona, with Ironman folks saying, uh, "Yeah, you got to be vaccinated if you want to if you want to race this race." And I. And especially if it comes down to having the race or not being, you know, you got to be vaccinated. Otherwise we're going to cancel the race. Like, yeah, that's fine. Fine by me. So, um, anyway, um, I am training hard. I've talked a little bit about it. I got a lot of work still to do. I, I you know, I carry it. Uh, Coeur d'Alene, I, I was carried by my five hour bike rides on the Peloton and uh, I haven't yet done one, so I've got about seven weeks. I, I need to mix in about at least four, I would think. But I have a training program right now, and um, I'm 
a little behind, but I, I guess I'm banking that I have some water in the well from my Ironman Coeur training. And so got that coming up and I, I am really, really excited about it. Um, been a lot of good triathlon stuff going on in the world. Uh, the Olympics were awesome. How good was, was triathlon in the Olympics? Now there was other great races, the marathon, the swimming. I loved every Olympic race I watched. Um, I was a little disappointed in some of the U.S. performances. I do kind of want to talk about the Simone Biles thing a little bit. Uh, my take is, is a little different than than I think everybody's. I mean, obviously, Simone Biles has got to do what she's got to do. And so I don't I, I, I support her decision. But I'll admit, too, I believe in in never quitting. I mean, it's it is absolutely the motto for my life. It is a privilege to fight is the motto for my life when I'm in an Ironman. And she, my kids were so, especially my daughter, were so, so excited. I mean, we were building it up. Simone Biles, Simone Biles. And um, thankfully, she's young enough that I think she just kind of forgot about it. And I didn't have to say, you know, she pulled out. And I, I just, I just don't think you quit. And I know that she she got to take care of herself. She was worried she might get hurt and all that. But um, I have a little different take, and it's just it's not a, a dig on her. It's just I, the message has to be that you never quit. I just fundamentally believe you never quit. You never ever stop. You never you stop. You don't. You know, I, I would die before I, I quit an Ironman race. Um, you just wouldn't do it. And I don't think you ever should quit in business. You should never quit on your teammates. Um, you, if you went to the Olympics, you took a spot for somebody else who would have died to have gone to the Olympics. And um, so I have a slightly different take on it. And speaking of not quitting, how about the triathlon? The men's and women's races, uh, the individual races were so awesome. Uh, I... I had a, I have a lot of, I'm a, I'm a fan, you know, a big fan of a lot of those athletes. Uh, but Flora Duffy was somebody who I've, I've followed for a long time. And I read an article years ago, you know, she's from Bermuda and they've never won a gold. I don't think they've ever even won a medal. Um, and um, the article I read was how excited the, the citizens of Bermuda were for the Olympics because they, they knew they had a shot at a medal, uh, possibly a gold, and that they were just c- crazy about Flora Duffy. And um, for her to go out and just dominate that race, the way she pulled ahead and, and won it by, I think, over a minute, was, was something special. And she's just kind of a neat person, right? Like, she grows up in Bermuda. She goes to the University of Colorado. She's, like, in a sorority. Um, and then she, like just kind of gets back into getting in shape, riding mountain bikes, and then goes on to be an Olympic gold medalist after, I mean, and I had like a 10 year struggle to get there. A lot of injuries, um, but she's in her prime. And then, um, the men's race, you know, I thought, I thought Alex Yee was going to be the guy from Great Britain. Um, but to see the, the, uh, the race that, um, the, 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 the way it, the way it unfolded 
and um, to see Christian Blumenfeld just take off the way he did and to learn more about his training. I, I knew who he was. I knew he was good. But, I mean, he, you know, he, he stands out, right, because he's kind of got a different body shape. And he's, he does these these painful eight, nine-hour training days. Um, but, man, I mean, he dominated that race. And then and then we find out that they're going to um, – that Ironman is giving a, a, uh, an invitation to to the Olympic gold medalist to Kona to compete in the Ironman World Championships, so I don't know if Florida Duffy's gonna gonna do it. Honestly, um, I know Blumenfeld's gonna do it. He says he wants to win Kona. It's like, and it, it, I can't believe it. Um, my two favorite podcasts, uh, triathlon podcasts, uh, one is these dudes from um, New Zealand. Um, it's the I Am Talk podcast. I've talked about them before. And they're talking about, and they're really smart. They know these guys. And they're, they're saying Christian Blumenfeld's the only guy they think that could beat Jan Frodeno at, at Kona, which is, which is kind of interesting in and of itself. Um, cause I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that. Um, but it's, it makes for, it makes for great theater, right? The possibility. And, and, and Flora Duffy, who knows, right? I mean, she obviously has, has the legs to do it and the swim. And these guys are both great swimmers, all the IT excuse me, ITU, uh, athletes are. So a lot to be excited about there. And then you had the mixed relay, which was so awesome. I mean, I was blown away and, and, and Great Britain deserved to win. Uh, and that was awesome. Uh, but to see, to see the U S, um, get, the, get the silver, uh, was, was remarkable. And, um, I just, I was just, I loved it all. Um, I just couldn't get enough of it. Great racing and no quitting at all. And now we've got the Collins Cup coming up, which is going to be awesome. Uh, the, the, you got the Team US led by Sam Long, which he deserves because he's crushing it. He just won uh, Ironman 70.3 Boulder. You've got Sanders leading uh, the Team International. From He's from Canada, but there's a, he's on the international squad. And you got Team Europe that's just stacked. And, I mean... It's gonna be it's gonna be wild, and, and the the women's side is equally uh, crazy. And but Team Europe, it's just it's gonna to be tough, uh, tough to compete with. But I, I can't wait for that. So we've had so much good uh, triathlon going on, and so um, I wanted to talk in this podcast just a little bit about uh, a couple things. One, if by chance the other podcast I really like triathlon podcast is called triathlon coach the guy's name's tim egg and i keep thinking someday he might listen to this and then he he's so honest he's, he's just one of my favorite guys i obviously don't know him he lives in tasmania um his podcast is great though and it actually i did kind of model this podcast a little bit after his i mean he's got a better um his, his whole podcast is better than mine but he, he, his setup is just that he, he asks his listeners to send him an email with a triathlon-related question, and then he answers the question. And, he, you know, he kind of goes off on tangents and talks about stuff, certainly the way I do. But he keeps it to 15 minutes or so, 10 minutes. Some of them are like 8 minutes. Some of them are 20 or 25 minutes when he, when he really gets going. But I love the length of that podcast because I love the idea of, of, of listening to a podcast on your commute. Um, or something that's just short. Like I actually like the Joe Rogan podcast, but it's like three hours long and I, and I, I can't keep up. 
and he puts them out all the time, and that's awesome. It's more like a, a radio show, but I, I, when I'm listening to a podcast, especially if it's about a topic I like, I don't want to miss any of them. And with triathlon, I want to hear them all. And the shorter they are, while still you know having some good information, I feel like you get you, you don't feel like you're missing anything. And um, so, my point in all of this, talking about rambling, is. Tim Egg is brutally honest and he talks about podcasts he doesn't like. And I keep thinking he's going to go, you know, there's this guy in, in the States that just rambles on and on and on. And he's got no format to the show. And then <laughs> the, la- in the last episode, if you, if you listen all the way through, the last thing I said was, Biru. Well, that's how he concludes his podcast. And I don't even know why I said it. And I'm not good enough at editing to clear it out. I, I probably could. But I want him, if he ever listens uh, to that or listens to this, to know that I did it because I like his podcast. Um, and I, my daughter and I listen to it. She, she always, it's weird. She, half the time she wants to listen to Frozen and normal kid stuff, music in the car with me. But she likes listening to Tim Egg, I think partly because of his accent. But he, every once in a while, will mix it up, do something funny to start his podcast. Um, he did this one episode where he started, he, tr- he tried to sound like, the macho man, Randy Savage. And I'm not even going to try to do it because his <laughs> impersonation was terrible. Mine would be even worse. Um, so anyway, point is, uh, Tim, if you, if you ever hear this, feel free to absolutely crucify, um, this podcast. Cause I have a feeling you probably hate it. Uh, and two, uh, don't get mad at me. I'm not going to steal your ending. Uh, I just did that one time. Um, so anyway, um, Moving on to the topics uh, at hand, um, I wanted to talk about the Simone Biles thing just briefly and just say I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not unsympathetic to her and her situation, but I just don't agree. I don't agree. I, don't, I just don't think you quit. Um, and the other thing I want to talk about was what I, I mentioned in the last podcast was a little bit about Kobe Bryant and winning and the Tim Grover book. And while I think it's a great message. Um, and he talks about what winning means and what it takes to win. And one of the things he does in one of the first episodes, or excuse me, first chapters of the book is he asks, you know, industry leaders and athletes, what is winning? You know, what's your definition of winning in one word? And, you know, some of them say success or glory. Others say it's like, it's ruthless. It's cutthroat. Um, and then Kobe Bryant said everything. And I, and I think it's a poignant um, definition. And, and it sounds like Kobe's the only person that Tim has asked that question to who said everything. And but before I even really looked at what other people said, you know, because he sets it up in the book, like just close your eyes and think about what winning, you know, use, what's the one word that comes to mind. And so I spent about five minutes just thinking about it and, the word that came to mind for me was, was work. And I don't think it's everything. I don't believe it. I have a chip on my shoulder about a lot of things and I'm driven every day to do things. Some of it's probably unhealthy ghosts from the past, from the past things that, you know, as a child that stuck with me, you know, things I want to prove to my mom and dad, things I want to prove to people who slighted me, or at least I perceived that they slighted me in high school, failures as a athlete in high school in particular, you know, my 
biggest one and I still have nightmares about is I sucked. I played baseball my whole life and made varsity and basically sucked for two years and never even got out. You know, I got a few hits, but I never got out of a slump. And um, I rode the bench my last game as a high school senior and it, it was devastating. I was halfway checked out. I mean, it was, there were a lot of things going on, but looking back, it's one of my biggest disappointments. And um, it drives me now. It drives me. And Ironman has been one of the things that, triathlon in general, but Ironman in particular, been one of the ways that I, that I, I think I'm moving past that and having this success is awesome. But I, it's not, it, I don't, I, I get there. I, you know, I, qualify for Kona. Um, I qualify for Kona again. I race it. I finish these Ironmans. Um, or I, you know, have success at work. I settled a case for 12 million bucks. I mean, that was awesome. Huge wins, right? Life changing. Maybe one, maybe once in a, in five lifetimes, I'd, I'd have a case like that. But I mean, I have a vacation house, right? I have, I have everything I could ever want. I got a great family. I got healthy kids. They're awesome. I got a superstar, rock star wife. Those are all wins. They're huge. But I don't, it's not everything. The, the family is, but not the wins. The, it's the work. That's what I love. And that's what I want to do. And that's what keeps me focused. And that's what helps me get to these places. And, and I, I say some of this stuff, you know, with a little concern for who might listen to it, but I, 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 I take things a little personally sometimes when people are outright rude or hostile to me and I work in a business where, you know, it's a adversarial system, right? I'm a lawyer. I represent people and sometimes my, my clients are not great people and there are attorneys on the other side and I would never do this and I've never done it in 13 years of practice who love to make you eat crap because of the fact that their case is way stronger than yours. And, you know, I do criminal defense and they, there's prosecutors who love to make you eat crap because you, you know, they're, they think they're wearing the white hat and that you must be a scumbag defense attorney or your client's a scumbag or their case is better. And they've got some insecurity that drives them to just talk to you like you're an idiot uh, put you down. I had a conversation like that today with a prosecutor who's just, it's just, it makes you cringe, right? Like, it's just like turning a knife in your back the way they talk to you. And all I want to do is punch them in the face. Because uh, that's what I do if, they, if these people talk to me this way in, in, in the real world. But I can't do it, right? Because I got a client and I, I need to suck up to these people because my clients are guilty and I need to get a good deal for my client. And if I tell the prosecutor what I think of them, I'm never going to get that. And it's just, it shocks me that that these that people are so shallow and, and small that they have to do that because I would never do it. Um, but I'll admit it does get on my mind sometimes. And one of the times when, when I'm not present with my kids is when I'm pissed off and I'm thinking about just the tone of voice or the manner in which I was spoken to by by some adversarial lawyer. And so it drives me and. It drove me for a lot of years, and it's the irony uh, and the win has been that now 
many of those prosecutors, those same people who talked to me like I was an idiot, who acted like they were smarter and better than me, are now asking me for a job at my firm uh, because their little world is now, you know, gone or they realized it's not nearly all that they thought it was or that they're not deriving the satisfaction uh, from, you know, putting down other attorneys or whatever they were doing. And now they're seeing how successful my firm is and they want to work for me. And it's interesting because it's a win, right? Like it's satisfying to, to have reached a point where those same people who talked to me that way, treated me a certain way and others are now, you know, coming to me hat in hand and, and, and trying to, trying to come work and, and be, you know, be my employee. They're, they're willing to go so far as to say, I will be your employee. You will be my boss. Um, and, and there's satisfaction in that, right? Except it, it doesn't mean anything to me really. Um, I'm like, okay, well, that feels good, but moving on, it's, it's looking back at all the years that I didn't let it bother me, that I just kind of grinned and bared it and, uh, didn't, didn't let it, I never yelled it back, uh, only on a couple occasions that I really ever lose my temper, uh, in response to it. And it's just satisfying, but I also, I, I I'm not going to, I'm not going to rub their face in it because that makes me just as bad as them. And so I just look at it as like, I'm winning and the process is what got me there. Um, and I got to keep doing what I'm doing and I got to keep putting in that work for the next thing. And the one thing I will say that those wins do give you is confidence and belief in yourself. And that when you do feel that way, when you feel slighted or you feel like you failed or you were unable to accomplish something and you, and you do it you make somebody proud of you that you thought you could never make proud of you. There's, there's a small satisfaction in that, but not as much as you might think, at least for me, but it does give you the confidence to know that you can, you can accomplish whatever, whatever burns inside of you, that if you keep doing the work you've been doing, you're going to get to that next goalpost. You're going to get there. And so what I, what I'm, what I'm taking away from all of this, it's really, it's really come into um, clarity the last few days is that I need to, because I, because I basically at age 43, I, I do feel like I've sort of checked all the major boxes off in terms of, you know, I've, I've accomplished enough in athletics to sleep and not worry about my high school baseball career anymore. Um, I've accomplished enough in, as a lawyer, I've got all, all, basically everybody that ever wronged me. I I feel like I've gotten one up on them. There's no, there's no doubt at this point. I'm just, my firm's doing too well. I'm doing too well. Um, I've got, you know, some money. I've got a vacation house. I'm driving a nice car. Like all, all right. Okay. I, I checked all those boxes. Now it's like, well, what's, what's next for you? What? you gotta, you gotta create something. And, um, so for me, it's, it's, it's going to be continued growth of, of my law firm. It's going to be more, more Ironman races and that sort of thing. Um, maybe, maybe halves, maybe trying to get faster, but I'm, I'm setting specific goals, uh, financial goals for my firm, uh, growth, uh, targets. And 
that's what's going to be, those are going to be my next goals and those are going to be my next wins. And I'm going to enjoy the work of getting there just like I enjoy every single day, getting up and swimming and then looking forward to my lunch workout. And just like I look forward to going, uh, home on Monday nights and making dinner with my kids and on Wednesday nights going to dinner at my in-laws house with my family. And just like I look forward to, you know, vacationing in San Diego where I grew up uh, and seeing my family, uh, my parents, and just like I look forward to the holidays and Christmas and seeing my kids open presents. That, that is winning. And that work to get there is, is winning for me. It's not everything. Winning a, a, a medal or a prize or first place or a big case, it, it lasts, it's, it lasts for 30 seconds, five minutes, you know, it's, it's gone the next day. It's the next day. It's now on what's the next thing. Um, and so I think everybody should kind of fig, try to figure out what their, what their, what winning means to them. And I think if I had to use two words to describe it for me, a, a true win would be self-actualization, truly understanding who I am, what I'm about, and, and, and that being a good, a good thing, right? Like that being a person, not who is going to be on, you know, some statue somewhere, but a person who lived a life where, uh, I guess if I had to redo it, right? Like if I'm on my deathbed, I'm dying, let's say I have cancer or something, which is my <laughs> biggest fear, but also I kind of accepted that's probably how I'll go. Seems like, I don't know. It just seems like that's what's going to happen know why I think that way, but I do, um, that I'm thinking, you know what? I did it right. I did the things I wanted to do. I did them with a, with a good attitude. I was a good person to, to my loved ones and, and to my enemies, right? That I didn't, I never, I didn't, I didn't take the bait. I didn't get shallow. I didn't get cheap. Um, I won by enjoying the process and, and, and doing the right thing. And, I lived a rich, full life. And, and to me, that is winning. And it's interesting in the book, in Tim Grover's book, he, he, he pretty bluntly, in fact, he called, he says, I'm being blunt, but Kobe won right up until winning said nope. And um, winning said yes, yes, yes to him in life on a number of, you know, a number of factors and a number of uh, instances. But his, his helicopter crashed and it was over. And that, that can happen. It's going to happen to all of us. And so you got to find what your wins are and, and they're going to be fleeting and, and you gotta, you gotta focus on, on that work, on that process. And, um, then when you die, you can look back and say, I did, I did the best I could do. So that's, uh, that's another podcast in the books, 27 minutes. So it's a little longer. I apologize. It was a bit rambling, but this is part of this podcast for me is, 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 you know, is therapy. It's talking through these things that are on my mind and, and that oftentimes do distract me from, from the things I want to be doing. And uh, in the last podcast I talked about Michael Jordan and, and wanting to be like him and uh, live in the moment and doing this podcast, uh, I do believe helps me with that. Cause I get these things off my chest and then can totally focus on the things that I'm, um, you know, when I'm in the moment with my family and what have you or at my office. So 
This has been another episode of the Trialer Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Uh, until next time, uh, train hard. We'll see. You, we'll see you then.